How are you guys doing today? My name is Vincent and I'm glad you can join me today for some late night chill vibes. It's a podcast where philosophy, life and existing as human beings can become a casual discussion. And this week's episode, we're going to talk about dating. Now, don't get this confused with love. Instead, we'll be focusing on what society has put on us when it comes to dating and the standards put on men by women and other men. And lastly, we'll be touching on what we think is the long term and short term purpose of dating. Okay, so let's start vibing, shall we? Alright, so if it's your first time listening to this podcast, I'll have you know that it's not just me doing every single episode. Uh, my friend Francis, his name is on the logo of Late Night Chill Vibes, the, the art, the podcast art. He can't be in today's episode. Now, if you've been listening to this episode for a while now, or if this is not your first episode, if you're listening to maybe like an episode before this or whatever it may be, uh, Francis could not be in this episode today. And actually, he sent me an audio clip so that you guys can understand, better understand what he's going through right now. So here it is. Hi, everybody. Uh, it's Francis. I'm moving and I don't get um, internet until tomorrow. So I couldn't do the episode with Vincent. I wish I could. Um, but since he's doing a solo episode, he put on something that's just for you guys. He came up with it. You're going to love it. Sorry about my nasally voice. Uh, there's dust everywhere because dust comes along with moving. And I'm waiting on some Uber Eats right now. And have a wonderful time experiencing Vincent in all his solo glory. Now, before we move along, I just quickly want to say this is just a one-time thing. This isn't going to happen next week, hopefully, as long as he gets his Wi-Fi all sorted out. But this is just like a, a new thing. So you have to bear with me. I've never done a podcast by myself like this. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> let's get started. Okay, so shout out to my cousin Lawrence, because Francis couldn't brainstorm this episode with me. So I got Lawrence to brainstorm this episode with me. And actually, he was supposed to be a special guest for today's episode. But he got really busy. Like, something something happened. He had to do his own thing. So I was left by myself to do this. Which is totally fine, honestly. I have never done this before. But I'm really excited to try this out. But anyways, he helped me uh, come up with this, this whole episode, really. And he gave me a few things here to start with. Uh, first of all, I'm just going to read what he said here because I think it's really, really good. So word for word, this is what he wrote down. Society is built off of power and how people view each other. People aren't so keen on just how you are or what your person personality is like nowadays. You can ask 100 people what they look for in a person and 100% guarantee you at least 80% of them will give you an answer that has to do with someone's looks, which... Let's stop there. There's more to read about, but let's stop there for a second. I, I think it's true. The fact that when you first look at someone, you're not going to immediately think, oh, he has a really, he or she, okay, um, he or she has a really good personality. First things first, you're going to want to see if you're attracted to them, which is fair, actually, because that's, I mean, as, as awful as it sounds, I feel like that's just that's just gonna have to be the way it is because if you can't if you're not attracted to someone but their personality is amazing, I feel like now I could be wrong. I've never been in a situation where it was like that, but I feel like that could also bring up its own issues. Uh, I feel like you have to be attracted to someone to really 
be with them. You know, I I feel like if you're not a hundred percent attracted to them, personality wise and looks wise, then it's not really gonna work out. So that that's all I have to say about that because that makes sense and I agree with that. And there's no there's nothing wrong with that to the to a certain extent, of course. I mean, of course, if like if someone's personality is just amazing. But they have this one flaw that it's like a shallow flaw too. Like maybe their height or something. Then that's just not fair, you know. There's that's that's just too far. It it can't be something as shallow as that, you know. I feel like it has to be like a whole other whole other thing. I don't know. I mean, I, you can come up with your own conclusions. I'm sure. I'm sure you can think of your own way of looking at this. So I'm just gonna continue reading what he wrote down here. It's so hard to just find someone. That's in quotes when you shouldn't be looking for someone to begin with. The more you want, the more the list of social normalities or standards come in play, and we live in a world where just the slightest bit of stutter or emptiness of a wallet can alter the decision, alter the decision someone makes upon you. It's all so dysfunctional. Lawrence, if you're listening to this, that was beautifully put. Like that, that makes perfect sense. Everything about that all makes sense to me, because we'll start with the beginning, where it says it's so hard to just find someone. When you shouldn't be looking for someone to begin with. Now, this is something that I believe in. It's like one of my love philosophy. Now, this this episode's not about love, like I said earlier, but it's one of my like love philosophies. And he agrees with me. And I'm just gonna read this. He says, "Are you looking for love if you are looking?" And I think that's really true because if you're looking for love, then how do you know that you found it? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if you just you're looking for someone, right? And you come across this person like, oh, I think I love this person because you were searching for love in the first place, which means it's kind of a flawed, a flawed way of viewing a relationship. I suppose if we go back to the fate and free will episode, every everybody's、uh, chapter or point B or whatever the point is is finding love. There's going to be that point in everyone's life. Some people might not get there until they're like maybe fifty or sixty or whatever it may be, but there there is someone out there for everyone.、Um, but if you're looking for it, if you're looking for love constantly, if you're looking for a partner always, like all the time, you're just constantly searching. How is that like fair? How is that、um, the right move? I just don't see it as viable. I just don't see it as the right thing to do because. Not only are you following your own preferences, because if you fall in love with someone, you've fallen in love with someone. There's nothing you can really do about it, and there there may be flaws about them or something that about them that you don't like, but you love this person regardless because of their because of everything about them. But if you're searching for love, quote unquote searching, then you're you end up looking for certain personalities or certain traits, whatever it is, maybe a certain height or something, and that doesn't. Really sound like love to me, and of course you could fall in love with someone by doing that. But in my opinion, doesn't sound fair. Now I might sound like kind of like a bitch saying this because、uh, I mean, me personally, I've never been in love. There's been in situations where I thought maybe this could become love someday, but I've never actually been in love, so I don't really know exactly what it's like to fall in love with someone. So I'm just put that out right now, actually. That's something you can hold me to right now. So if I say anything stupid, please feel free to contact us on our Instagram and say, "Hey, listen, Vincent, what you said was kind of bullshit," and we can talk about it because maybe I did say something that was kind of bullshit. So yeah, 
Now, my cousin Lawrence is not a female. He's a guy. Okay. So, um, this is what from we understand, from what we understand. Now, not all, not all girls are like this. We know that. Okay. But from his experience and some of my experiences, this is what it's like. Now, I'm going to read you what he wrote down because I think it's good. Can someone tell me why there is so much unrealistic, quote, un- ideal boyfriends, end quote? Not everyone is perfect. Why should a guy have a weight under 150 and have muscles to impress you? Does his appearance matter so much to you that he has to fit a certain weight for you to be satisfied? It's not a preference, it's judgment. Personality check. Why are some girls so into guys who have bad boy attitude? Like, it's obviously not, he's obviously not treating you the right way, yet you choose to be with him because he's different. How can you love a guy who has no respect or morality? It's so wrong, but girls think it's hot. Why are guys, why are super nice guys not enough? Our personalities are not enough for you to be satisfied. Now, I was watching some videos about this before I recorded this episode, and I want to play one of the videos that I listened. Actually, I won't play the video because it won't sound good through the audio, but I'm going to just reread what he said. Now, this guy, his name is Joey Kidney. Joey Kidney. I found him on TikTok, and then I looked into his Instagram page. Uh, to learn more about like what he had to say, but he like he didn't post any of the stuff on Instagram. Um, but anyways, I thought I wanted to um, quote this in this today, in today's episode. Nice guys always finished last because they are constantly worried about how someone else is feeling and that they forget to take care of themselves. And in this process, and they forget who they are, and the person who they want to fall in love with also forgets who they are too. That's okay. First of all, that's very poetic. Okay. Um, you can take that and run with that however way you want to look at it. It's very poetic and it's very, very good. But there is truth to that. Although bad boys are like maybe not all of them are the best. Like um, there's bad examples and good examples. But there is, there is some truth when he says nice guys do finish last. It's because like they are constantly worried about the other person. They don't leave room for them to be worried about themselves or the other person to be worried about them. It's it's always just constantly worried about that girl or guy. Okay, well, in this example, we'll say girl because I'm a guy, right? And there, it's it's pretty sad to think about because there's so many good people out there, but the fact that they're just too nice, according to some girls or according to some guys that they're just not going to find the right one for a while and that they have to change. Now, that, again, if we go back to what I said, if you're searching for love, you're not going to find it. That's a good example of searching for love. If you, changing yourself shouldn't be the answer. It should never, ever be the answer of dating. Now, we'll get more into this later. But for now, I just want to talk about the nice guy, um the nice guy and the bad guy because there's again it's society doing its thing where it says if you're not doing this way you're not gonna do it right and you're not gonna get what you want now another thing that comes with all of this is a stigma of who you date and that reputation that comes with that person okay for girls if a girl dates a bad guy or a bad boy again i'm not a girl so if i'm wrong please do again tell me that i'm wrong But if a girl dates a bad boy, then 
then it's like she scored in a way, you know, like she got someone who can protect her, you know, who, who will fight for her in every way of the word or the phrase. I don't know. I actually don't know how that, <laughs> how you, how you say that phrase, but whatever. Um, but yeah, he'll protect her. Okay. But a good guy in their eyes won't really protect her. And of course that's wrong, but that's also a thing with um, who you date. Okay. So if you're dating the right person, then everyone else's judgments wouldn't matter, okay? You are the only one that matters in that relationship. Or sorry, not you, not you the only one. But your, your own opinion is the only thing that matters in that relationship or each other's opinion, I guess. But the whole, what I'm trying to say is the stigma with who you date comes with, um, let's say if I were to date this girl, okay? And all my buddies are like, yo, I don't think she's the one. I don't think she's that pretty. I don't blah, 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 whatever it may be. That kind of gets under your skin. And I know that for a fact because it's happened to some of my friends. It's happened, I guess it's, I, I guess in a way it's happened to me too. If you don't date the right person, then that, that can become a thing. And it becomes, uh, it can hurt someone's identity in a way and who they like because of other people's standards, their own standards. But one thing to remember if you're ever caught in this situation, as long as this person makes you happy in the right ways, okay? Like always happy because you can get this confused, okay? If this person makes you sad, like really sad, and then makes you happy again, then is that really the right thing anyway? Because she's the person or he's the person that put you down in that gutter all the time. But he's also the person or she's also the person who brings you back up to a new high. But I don't know. I don't know. You can. I, I'm saying that I don't think that's really the right kind of dating. But, uh, you know, to each their own, I suppose. Now, before we continue, um, I just want to say that this episode is going to be a little bit shorter than usual just because it's me talking. And I'm basically just reading off of what's in front of me and expanding that idea. So that being said... Let's take a quick break. We'll be back right after these messages. Okay, and we are back. So now I want to get into a whole other thing about dating. Okay, it's, and I touched on this a little bit earlier, but I want to like get into it now. Should the main focus, which, what do you think as the audience? I want you to think about this right now. What do you think should be the main focus of dating? Okay, are you thinking about it? Okay, so did you say it was relationship, the relationship itself, or focusing on the other person? What I want to know what you think the answer is, okay? Because I think the answer is growing and learning. Now, this is not just growing and learning for yourself. This is growing and learning about all these other things. For example, um, of course, yourself is one example. Second is how well can you take care of another person? Because this person should be an extension of yourself, basically. Third thing, how well can you be in a relationship for how many days? Or, or sorry, not days. Um, for how long can you be with this person? It's growing and learning about the, the you and the person you're dating. Because if you're only focusing on you growing and you learning, you end up start losing the other person. Okay? But if you focus growing and for the other person, to, um, sorry, let me, let me say it again. If you focus 
on the other person growing and learning and only helping them, then you lose yourself in that whole relationship. However, if you focus on growing and learning together, um, you learn more about each other that way too, but you also learn more about yourself and you learn how you grow as a person and you learn all these things about yourself that you didn't really realize until someone else put a mirror in front of you. Now, this mirror is not a negative mirror. This could be just a mirror of someone calling out and calling you out on your bullshit or not you not being funny or whatever it is that it that your relationship is like. It's a mirror of is this who you want to be? Is this who you want to become? So that's what I think the main focus of dating is. However, there is this now if you said the relationship itself and focusing on the relationship, I would like to argue with you for a little bit here. <laughs> because I think it's wrong to focus on the relationship. Because if you're focusing on on the relationship, you're constantly worried about if this relationship is working. And I don't think that's the right way to do it. I feel like it should become natural. It shouldn't be this whole thing where it's this contest of of is this is it working right now or is this going to be working in the future or why is it not working right now? I don't think it should be a constant thing. Now that comes with growing and learning of course, but focusing on the relationship blocks off that that potential of growing and learning. When you focus on the relationship and focusing on happiness, I suppose is another way of looking at it, then you kind of lose that whole growing and learning stage because I don't know. I just don't think it's it's a good idea to focus on the relationship itself. Now, I know I went to high school. <laughs> now, this is going to be... Of course, I went to high school. Okay. All right. Um, now, if my brother is listening to this or or like anyone in my old high school is listening to this, especially if this girl is listening to this, um, there is this couple in my school. I don't want to say any names, but I'm sure if you know me and you know my school, then you know who it is. But there's this couple in this relationship. And they've been together for a really, really long time, all the way back in elementary school. Now, honestly, congratulations to them. Like, that's impressive that you guys have been together for, for a very long time. And I, I, I'm, I'm impressed, to say the least. However, I do think that there is somewhat of a problem with that. Not with you guys. Sorry, I'm talking to, I'm talking to the whole audience right now as if they're listening. No, um, not them. There's nothing wrong with them. I just feel like there's something wrong um, with high school sweethearts, okay, and coming out of like coming out of high school, because although during that time you are growing and learning as a person, you aren't really. I feel like it's just too young to focus on someone else too, you know. Because like I said earlier, the main focus of of a relationship or dating should be growing and learning, but you should have a strong sense of self first. You know, like, I don't think it's the right move to be in a relationship with someone at such a young age. But however, in this in this situation, it's worked out for them, which props to them. But again, I don't, the fact that dating at such a young age could be a, a, a dangerous thing because let's say that, that you guys break up, okay? Again, I'm talking to them like they're listening to this. Let's say that they break up, right? Then they lose a part of themselves that they've been with for such a long time. And that's really scary to think about because then what do you have after that? It's just you. And 
I don't know. It's just terrifying to think because if you're in a high school relationship for a really, really long time and you become high school sweethearts, you grew up and you learned everything about this person within that time and everything about yourself. But once that person leaves, there's like a hole in hole in your soul that you have to fill and you have to fill it with something. However, if you don't get in a serious relationship until after high school, at least after high school, maybe even after college or somewhere in, in college, then at least you figure it yourself, you figure out yourself a lot more. And there won't be a hole when you guys do break up or a hole not as big. Lauren said something here, and I think I want to touch on this a little bit more because it comes, it works well with what I'm trying to say. He said, young relationships don't tend to look into the future. And I don't think he's trying to say like um, younger, like a young relationship where it's just fresh, it's new. I think what he's trying to say is like when the two people are really young. Now, this works well with what I'm trying to say with the high school sweethearts thing. When you're young and you have a relationship, it doesn't, for the most part, you're not really looking for the future. You're not really looking to marry someone. Now, this some people are. Some people are really mature for the age and they understand the whole the whole thing about dating but for the most part now i'd say about 90 to 95 percent people when they date at a young age aren't really looking into the future they're more of looking as experience now they're looking into the future for the wrong thing as in they're looking to date someone now so that they better understand what a future relationship would be like now i used to think that's okay but as i got older i understood that how wrong that really is and that's part of what I'm trying to say with high school sweethearts. You have to fully understand yourself and fully understand who you want to be and where you want to end up in life before you can really get into a real relationship. Now, at this point, you might be asking yourself or maybe, maybe even asking me, how do you know? How do you know that this is the right relationship? How do you know that this is the relationship that's going to be the one at the end? Well, let me ask you this. Do you know the difference between soulmate and a twin flame. Now we'll get more into that right after this break. And we are back. So how do you know you are in the right relationship? Now let's say you guys are high school sweethearts and you guys have been together since the very beginning of high school and you've been together for like 10 years now, just graduated um, university and all that stuff. You guys have something great and I applaud that. But for other people, how do you know that you are in the right relationship with the right person? Now, there is a difference between the word soulmate and a twin flame. Now, in most movies and all that stuff, you'll hear the phrase, he's my soulmate or she's my soulmate or whatever it is. Soulmate doesn't necessarily mean that that is the person that you're going to end up with for the rest of your life. Now, a soulmate is supposed to be temporary, temporary by the means of um, your life on earth or temporary of, it's just gonna be a short thing, a short fling, maybe a five months, two years, whatever it is. But it's not the final say. Now you might be with your soulmate for the rest of your life and that sounds great. And that is really good actually, you found someone for the, for the rest of your life. What the word soulmate actually means, it's important to note that a soulmate is someone who is made from the same kind of energy as you but who has never existed in fusion with you. Now, there is a difference between a twin flame and a life partner, but 
and I don't really want to get into it because it gets really, there's a lot of things. And I mean, me personally, I don't really believe in soulmates and twin flames anyway, but I hear the word, the term soulmate thrown around a lot. And you can connect those, you can connect twin flame with your own personal belief because that's how I'm seeing it. Uh, as in like, if we go back to fate and free will, that whole episode, I'm kind of connecting it to that. Uh, so a soulmate is basically someone who is there uh, and you grow and learn from that person. So regardless, you're going to be growing and learning with this person. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be a good kind of growing or a good kind of learning. In fact, this person might shatter you into pieces. However, there is some light in that because then you know for the future what are the signs uh, you know who who you'll want to be with for the rest of your life and who you don't want to be with for the rest of your life. So there's whole, that whole thing. But a soulmate is supposed to be there for you to grow and learn. Now, a twin flame is someone who's supposed to be there. It's like another extension of you. Um, I've used the word extension a lot in this episode. However, a twin flame is basically your soul and you meet your other half of your soul. I think, I think that's the best way I can explain it. It's almost like your soul was cut in half, basically. And one side of your soul is like your person. It's one side of your soul is half your personality. And now you have your other half of your personality. So that other half that's been taken away from your soul has given, is given to someone else. Now, when you meet this other person, there's just this instant connection. Like you guys have known each other for such a long time. And I know there's some people out there have, who have been in this situation before and don't fall in love with their twin flame, which is totally fine. If let's say, for example, that I met my twin flame, right? And I didn't fall in love with her for the very first time. If you meet your other half, it's kind of hard to just leave your other half. You know, it's like leaving for some people, it's their phone. If you leave your phone in your room and you'll go to the grocery store, like you'll feel bad, like, oh shoot, I left my phone. I can't believe I forgot my phone. Some people would, would turn back and go get their phone. Some people, like me, I never leave anywhere without my phone. Like if I'm going to the car and go somewhere, I literally check all my pockets, make sure I have my phone with me and my wallet and then I'm out. But I need to have my phone with me at all times because it's basically another piece of me. Now, that goes through the same way with a twin flame. If you meet your twin flame and you leave to a different city or different country altogether, whatever it is, it's almost like a piece of you is gone. It's like it's like you're not fully there anymore. Now, in my opinion, that's what love should be like. I don't want to get too into love right now because that's going to be a whole nother episode in the future. But that's what love sounds like, to me at least, where you're away from someone and you basically feel like you're not fully yourself because your full self is in another country right now. So that's the power of a twin flame. Now there's this whole question, how do, what if you marry your soulmate? Then I guess in a way, if you guys grew, uh, you guys, um, you meet your soulmate, right? And uh, you start growing and learning with this soulmate, then you can, in a way, make that into a twin flame. Now it's not a legit twin flame because... I mean, unless it is, unless you're both stubborn and you both don't want to do all these things and you're always, you're constantly arguing with each other, but it's just like a good kind of argument, then like that might be your twin flame. You just don't even realize it. 
and it's hard to differentiate between a twin flame and a soulmate because there's no real answer. Like you don't really know. And I don't really know this either because like even that, that's the whole thing though. Like what if souls aren't real anyways, then all of this is just mumbo jumbo and it doesn't make any sense. But if souls work the way that this is seeing it, uh, then it, then there is still a lot of mysteries that's being untold here because there's no real answer. You wouldn't really know. Okay, but anyways, can you make a soulmate into a twin flame? I think you can. I think you definitely can because you've gr you're growing with each other and you're learning and you guys basically become the same person because you've grown. Like, you've grown. Although you might have differences and disagreements as all good healthy relationships should, you're still, it, it basically has become another person, another you is what I'm saying. Now, the difference is between a twin flame and a soulmate in that sense, or a twin flame and a made twin flame, is that a tw the original twin flame, twin flame is like, it's just naturally you. It's just naturally your other self. But a soulmate can become this artificial twin flame where it's also you now, but it takes work. It's taken like a lot of work to make that happen. So yeah. That is what I think is the main difference here. Now, altogether, what I'm trying to say, I suppose, is you can't really look for a relationship. You can't really look for love. Love will just happen. It'll just come to you. Now, it might, it might happen naturally with a twin flame. It might happen uh, with a soulmate. And you just grow and learn for the rest of your life and make that into your twin flame. But the problem with that is if you're looking... If you're looking for your twin flame, if you're looking for your soulmate, then you end up falling into these traps, standards of all these standards put in by society. So what I'm trying to say is don't follow these standards and don't try to look for love. You have to let love happen. You have to let love come to you. But on top of that, you can't follow, you can't fall into these traps of listening to other people, of listening to society and falling in love with who society thinks you should fall in love, that includes your parents, right? Keep in mind, um, parents play a big role on who you end up marrying to. So uh, although they have some insight, although they have wisdom, you should be able to have the power, hopefully this podcast has helped, this episode has helped you understand that it doesn't, all these social norms that you have to follow you don't really have to follow them when it comes to love because love has no boundaries. Love has no rules. It does what it wants. You kind of just have to play along and be yourself because that is the most important thing. Although that's, you might be a nice guy, but you're not a nice guy all the time. Nice guys aren't always nice and nice guys aren't really the real you. If you are a genuinely nice guy, then there has to be something that makes you not a nice guy. And hiding that from someone doesn't help. You have to be 100% you in order for something to flourish. And that's how you can find out if a relationship is unique. If a relationship is not following the norms. And that's how all relationships should be. A unique relationship on its own. You shouldn't try to be someone else's relationship. You shouldn't try to look at someone and say, Hey, I really like the relationship that they have. And I want to be like that. That's not how it should be. Your relationship should be unique to you. Because that's who you are. That's who that other person is. And that's how you guys can grow and learn. And that is how you can work out of the norms and the standards of dating. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I know it's a little bit different. I know it's pretty short for the past two, maybe not even two, like five episodes. It's been maybe an hour long. This episode is pretty short. I know. 
I'm sorry, but it's just me talking. I don't have anyone to bounce that off with. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. And if it's your first time listening to this podcast, I really hope you decided to follow and come back every single Friday for a new episode. Hopefully next week we'll have Francis back on. So it's just not me mumbling and saying a bunch of random stuff that I'm reading in front of me. So yeah, we've talked about a lot of things today, guys. We've talked about love. We've touched on love, actually. We've talked about the social norms and the standards of dating and what it means to be dating someone. And we've talked about the purpose of dating and what I think is the true purpose of dating and how to find love and all that mumbo jumbo to finally conclude by me saying you have to be you because if you're not you, then it's not the right relationship. So thank you again for vibing with me on Late Night Chill Vibes. I'm your host, Vincent, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening.